Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Save big money and transform your home with new appliances now at Menards. We offer the lowest prices and the largest in-stock appliance selection ready to take home today. Check out top appliance brands, including KitchenAid, Maytag, Whirlpool, Amana, and Criterion. Upgrade your home and save big money on new appliances at Menards. Shop our entire selection of appliance options online today at Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. The Innocence Project gives a conservative estimate that there are over 20,000 innocent people currently locked away in U.S. prisons, convicted of crimes they did not commit. Unjust and Unsolved, a new true crime podcast from investigative journalist Maggie Freeling and the Obsessed Network, tells the stories of these people and these crimes. Maggie began the project by sending letters to people in prison whose stories haunted her, and she heard back from nearly all of them. They all wanted their stories to be heard. Each episode focuses on a single case. The stories are told through original interviews with the convicted person, their loved ones, lawyers, and advocates. Maggie examines the crimes, sharing all the evidence pointing away from the convicted person, and, in some instances, presenting the case for other suspects. Unjust and Unsolved is a compelling mix of investigative journalism and true crime storytelling. Find Unjust and Unsolved in all Obsessed Network podcasts wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to the Open Goal podcast, keeping the ball on the ground in association with our friends at William Hill. Sitting opposite me is the uh, banana man, <laughs> can't see him, it's just as well, what a top he's got on, what a top he's got on the day, it's a very on Simon Ferrick, Simon, yeah, how are you? Good, and it yellow matches my teeth. Oh, that's not a bad point, uh-huh. actually, if it matches the seats as well. <laughs> right. What about our guest this morning? Oh, this could be the best one. Yeah, I'm buzzing. Delighted to get him on. I'm buzzing as well. I'm buzzing. We've managed to, to draft him in. The last thing, just before we announce his name, who it is, we're just going to give you a couple of clues. Um, he has been coaching with Boca Juniors. Best coach of Hudson, supposedly. Yeah. So I heard that. Boca Juniors via Glasgow and Amsterdam, but more on that later. <laughs> Where else has he been? Am I talking about that? Finished in. No. I'm not talking about that. Narrowed it down. It's no Bobby Petter. It's no Mikey Moles. But now, who, who have we got, Sai? It's a legend. It's the main man, Slaney, Paul Slane. Honestly, I'm fucking buzzing to be here. <laughs> I swear to God, but I, this is the truth. I went and got two sunbeds right and a haircut. I thought I was doing the, the camera. The <laughs> Fucking can't see the cameras. <laughs> we'll take a picture and stick it up. <laughs> Yeah, two minutes. Like a picture, so everyone can see. So that, that, is def- that is definitely a first. That's the first guest we've had on who's is welcomed himself onto the program with a swear word. 
you not like the swear, no? No, well, not really, not really. It'd be, it'd be nice if you try, if you try... Um, Here's a picture, he's magnificent. He is next to me, that's for sure. Two sunbeds, to be fair, you're looking a bit sunbed. I went for one yesterday, for a ten-minuter, but last night I was my body size would you hear under false pretenses and you thought you were getting the big sit down I told him it was a sit down uh-huh. I don't know I just think I read it I was just thought I deserved that sit down <laughs> well listen this, this is a kind of trial for you they've got 50 minutes you, uh, you could do it uh. I don't know I I'm, I'm, sure. the cameras as I say I think I'd panic uh-huh. with that uh, I think you'll uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see how you go on I wouldn't hold your breath unless I join with you me and you date together. Uh, that could be good. That, that could be good. Uh, what would you bring it to? I don't know. What I would do, because I, I would start being nervous if the guy was starting to and I think, get a bit rattled with me. I think, <laughs> I think open goal would be a bit nervous as well. Open goal would be a bit nervous. Uh, I, I Is that you just sponsored me, hey? I think you could get it shut down, actually. This is the real deal, isn't it? No? That's his. This is big time now, man. This is better than Simon Sittler. This is better. Right. Let's get to the weekend review. We're going to crack on <coughs> talk about the games at the weekend. We're going to look at the Wayne Rooney situation and getting involved with the England squad as a basically a farewell for him. He's 120 cap for the Rooney Foundation. And we will speak at length about Paul Slane's career from Motherwell to Celtic to various trial periods and to Air United, amongst others. It will be entertaining. Don't miss it and stay with us for the next 45 to 50 minutes. Right, Si, let's get to it. St Mirren v Rangers. Horrible conditions uh, Saturday lunchtime. Um, But for Rangers, particularly away from home, it was important just to get the job done and get the three points. By the way, if you think that's bad, you should have seen Peter Head on Saturday. 50 mile on their wins. Your goalie was taking a goal kick and catching it, Nigel. That's how bad it was defending (laughs) fucking goal kicks. What happens? If that happens. So see the first half. If you, if you general, got, if you kick it out in the ball, that you does actually happen. No, okay. well the goal, the centre half were heading it ahead. Yeah, okay. But uh, so if you've got the win the first half, we could have been seven up in the first half because we right. the wind at worst, and then the second half could have been seven. What was the score? Two one one one. Bringing oh, yeah, on and then anyway, anyway, yeah. uh, Rangers. Um, uh, the the game was what you expect for the conditions. Um, uh, nothing game basically. Um, not a lot of chances created although St Man started quite well and McGregor again shows he's worth by making a couple of great saves um, I don't think Candace meant his, meant his goal but I thought after they scored the first they kind of kicked on Rangers um, and probably deserved to win in the end for me Yeah as a, as a, as a wide man back in your day Paul mm-hmm. what did you think of Candace's goal? Didn't mean it 100% he's looked, I actually looked at his eyes and he's trying to cross it so didn't mean it at all You scored a few like that Slenny? Honestly, I went on one of the worst runs of all time for scoring. <laughs> I couldn't score, eh? How not? I think I maybe put that down to the coaches because I'm watching <laughs> guys like Sterling and all that now and they're running in behind. I never get told that. Uh, so let's blame the coaches, not me. <laughs> <laughs> and the sending up, listen, we love we love Wee Willie. Oh, Paul, we, Willie man. we love Wee Willie, but really, I don't know what he's, what he's think, but he, he, there was nothing there. No, so what was the first booking for? The first booking was deserved. Right, no okay. problem at all. Uh-huh. I can't remember, but uh, there was no complaints. But the second, sorry, the first booking was for celebrating his goal. Goal, right, okay. So uh-huh. that, that's fine. But by the letter of the law, he should be booked. He had uh-huh. to be booked. But then after it, it's him and Ferdinand, yeah. isn't it? Or having yeah, a wee. There, there was nothing. Fuck, they don't want to try and get off each other, and then he's sent them off, uh-huh. and he's, I don't know. He's. We Willie, I think, he's imagined some. But whatever uh-huh. it was, it, it never took place. But I think, Paul, the frustrating part for Rangers and that. And for Stephen Gerrard and for the player, he can't appeal it because it's two yellow cards, so he's got to serve a suspension. That's shocking, isn't it? 
They've got to change. See the guys that are. Who makes up these rules, though? I know, it's they not. must be fucking. Neil Doncaster, isn't it? No, it's not. No, it's not. Just blame him for everything. It's FIFA, but anyway. He gets blamed for everything else. Well, Willie's far too quick with his cards, isn't he? Well, I like Willie. He's a good good guy and he's a good ref, but I just feel like he's far too. He can't wait to get his hand in that top pocket, man. Hmm. I don't know what he's got in that top pocket, but he can't wait to get his hand in it. Um, The boy for Leicester, do you see the one with the boy for. Leicester get booked. Demary Gray uh-huh. scoring the winner. Surely at that yeah. instance you don't need to. I think the ref was Lee Probert. Lee Probert. Uh-huh. Game, it? But then again, he's doing his job, like, isn't he? Because he would probably he'll, he'll get the Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So there needs to be a review for Paul Slaney. You should be on the, rep- on the panel, Slaney. Okay. I would love to do the media. I'd be brilliant. See, we, the boy doing that. <laughs> don't talk about the referees uh-huh. panel. Oh, the referees panel, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he's desperate no, to get a gig on this media. I ain't interested in the referees, to be honest. Um, but I was going to say, it's about Rangers. I've watched them the last three games. I don't like watching their style at all. I think that's really boring. What's your thoughts on that? If well, you don't the like season, you tell us what's your thoughts. What would you do? What, what do you think is missing know, to, I, to jazz it up? I don't know. I just find them really, really boring. I've watched them the last three games and I don't see much. I watched them via Aberdeen. They're a much better team, but they didn't really create a lot of chances. Mm. But I've heard the, the boy who was sent to you, Beals, meant to be unbelievable coaching. Coach, yeah. But I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's the, maybe it's the players. I, don't I think know. Rangers are playing a lot like Celtic were playing at the start of the season, though. Where they're... They've got, most, they've got the ball most of the game, but they're not really doing anything. Like. What do you think it's done to? You think it's the lack of ability in the team? Well, I watched them here at Hamden against Aberdeen, the Cup semi-final a couple weeks ago, and they get in behind Aberdeen a number of times, into really good positions on the byline, inside the box, but it was a final ball was oh, really, man. really poor. That, when you're just looking, when you're talking about Man City, the amount of goals that Man City score from within 10 yards of both posts mm-hmm. at the byline, where they just, the, whether the movement wasn't good enough for Sadiq, or the boys that were running on, I don't know, maybe it was just out of the back. Bad pass, a mixture of both, but when you're looking for that precise seven, eight yard pass inside the box, that's what they seem to be missing. They, they missed the boy, Morelos, that day, didn't they? But yeah. he's yeah, good, Tim, isn't he? Yeah, he's good. I used to think he was an absolute did. I thought he yeah. was a diddy, but he's, he's decent. I think they miss a, a Rogic type of player as well. You know, somebody in the middle of the pitch that can actually create chances and score goals. I mean, Arfield, Jack, they're all quite similar for me. Ajari is good on the ball, but he doesn't affect games. He doesn't. I like the boy Kent, I think he's good. Yeah, uh-huh. He looks yeah, good, doesn't he? Yeah. But did somebody say he had two loan moves that didn't really work? I'm not quite sure he's full background, but I think he's, no, he's, he's made a good contribution no. so far to Rangers. What about St Mirren, Simon? It's just, I mean, it's a massive game at your old club up at Dens Park this Saturday and someone's got to give one of them at least get uh, a chance of a point, if not three, but they, I wouldn't fancy St Mirren no. against anybody. Just the think. thing is with St Mirren is there is a game against Celtic and Rangers, which people might see as a good thing, but that worries me. They, they, can, they can obviously do it, so why not go and do it against the lesser teams? Uh, so for me it's a, me- a mentality problem for St Man. Um but that game on Saturday there'll be two teams flinging rubbish at each other um, I mean that will not be one for the neutral I'll tell you that because it'll be edgy I mean Dundee fans will be they'll be baying for blood for the Dundee boys uh, and it's a nervy place to go when things aren't going well Dens um, I think St Man will be happy it's away from home and I, I think I, so yeah I, I do because I think their fans are quite similar at home I think they can get on the on mm-hmm. the boys backs and I think when you're doing there it's the last thing you need so wouldn't surprise me, but it was a normal draw on Saturday, to be honest. I'm going up to that game looking forward to it. Enjoy it. I hope it's not. <laughs> take a bottle of vodka, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Paul, what's your, your thoughts on, on St Mirren? Who's the new, who's the new manager? Warren Kearney. How did they get the job? 
Is he not having it? Has he been a manager before? Yeah, yeah, yeah he's yeah, managed. Yeah. He's got a good reputation in, in Northern Ireland. He's also a full-time PE teacher. Well, see, see, you're going to do this media gig. You need to start doing your research. I know. I've been. I've been sla- I was all about myself, and I, I love <laughs> talking about myself. I really ain't interested in St Mirren. But <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll tell you about St Mirren. The, it all shows you about Jack Ross, doesn't it? But he, uh, he was a manager, and I would do anything to go down to Sunderland and start working with him. So. <laughs> I hope he's listening today. But the other St Mirren manager, the other St Mirren manager ain't interested in him and ain't interested in the club, so let's move on. Thanks very much. No, no, listen, Have I don't... listen to this show before? Part of the reason you're on is... is right, OK, let's move on to one of your former clubs then. Celtic, 5-0 against Hearts. They absolutely destroyed them, didn't they? I mean, you look at Celtic's form domestically in, in the past three or four weeks they're really looking the part again well I was at the game um, and the, the, it's, it's a funny one it seems to be since Brown and Encham's came out the team mm. it seems they're playing unbelievable um, the fact, but I feel in the league they're great in the last month or so they've been great but it's the European that kind of worries me what is what is going on there they can't seem to be getting that at all can't I think that might be down to the other teams are just Better players. I don't know, but the the certainly the form in the league is absolutely brilliant, and they're great to watch again. I think the start of the season will be a bit, it's a bit boring at times. But no, and I tell you, James Forrest is one of the best. Play- Are you ready for us? One of the best players in the world. There you go. He's <laughs> he's that good. He is that good, and it's great. And even we, Cal McGregor, he's he's a great player as well. And I, I know no one will talk about Scotland, but I'm just going to go there. People keep saying we've not got the players. We have got the players. We Ryan Fraser, he's got. I think he's flat. Brilliant. Players, I mean, yeah. Imagine having Forrest running. He's a defender. You would hate it. So listen, I know we're no top with him, but. Well, listen, on that point, then, pick up on it. If, if you, you've been genuine, you're saying that you think James Forrest is one of the best no, players. No, I do. Okay, that's fine. Maybe I'm not the world, but he is. So he's not one of the best players. No, well, I, think, is, I think he is, but I just right, don't okay, want right, to stick with it. If you say that, no. If you're, what I'm going to ask you is, mean you're getting what, 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 what would you value? What would you place his his market value at then? But it's weird because Van Dyke he went for twelve million or something, didn't he? For Celtic, so I would say twelve million. Twelve. Aye, but I think honestly, I, in, that, in that bracket, Aye, that's a good realistic valuation. I thought he right. went overboard in that. No, but I think because he's at Celtic, but I think he is that good. Honestly, I think he's such a special player. Mm-hmm. Remember See, when he's, I, he's the other one that he's mentioned who's been getting plaudits, but he's been doing it consistently now for for three years at Celtic. Is Callum McGregor? He Brilliant. really does look mm-hmm. the real deal, doesn't he? Uh, I think Slaney and Mark Fuller have been. Speaking to each other, because Fozzie says he could play for yeah, Bayern Munich. I, I, yeah. I don't think he's at that level at the elite clubs, but no, what a good football player. Um, he would probably. I agree. I think since. I mean, I think Bruni's been oh, great a, for a legend, legend. I think in the league, especially when they're dominating the ball the way they do, I they think. They don't probably need the two of them at the time no. so I don't. Maybe. I think McGregor plays really quick. You know, he only needs two touches. He's always he, he clever, knows what's clever, around him yeah. all the time, and he plays forward all the time. And I think it brings Rogic's game as well because yeah. the amount of times that McGregor finds Rogic in the wee pocket, yeah. um, and Christie as well, pace, power, good technically. Um, I think they've looked great the last. Do you think few the boy will, do you think he will like play for Celtic regularly? He is, mate. He's playing. Now. But <laughs> I mean, <laughs> when all the players come back, though. Long yeah, it's up to him, he's, he's given himself a right good chance. Ah, he's flying to be fair, so, good on him. But you're right, it, it's, when they're all fit, they've got a big, big squad. Mm-hmm. So I think we forget that, how big a squad um, yeah. that they actually that they carry. I mean, they're all fit, you're looking at 
five, six top quality players not even getting on the bench. I think the midfield especially. I mean, the, some some great players in the mid, midfield. Um, and I think the big boy Benkovic, we've not really gave yeah. him a credit on this as well. I think he's been good. excellent since he's came in. Yeah. Um, people are raving about him. And I think as well, he's good for playing out for the back. If you want to play the way Brendan Rodgers wants to play, I think yeah. you need a guy like Benkovic who can, who can actually play at centre-half. Ball accounts, it looks as though forging a good partnership with Boyata. I think, I think the two of them look great. I think Celtic have maybe missed that. A good centre back, to be fair, but um, no, I think he's, he looks the real deal. Again, I think it's in Europe. I want to see them perform, um, mm. but I don't know. I don't. I would. Which, what is your thoughts on that one with the European? I really want to get to the to the. the to he loves the European culture with the, with the South America. America. That's, That's what I'm European, all about. South American. South American <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> What's your thoughts on it? I don't know. I, I think Brendan Rodgers has done an absolute amazing job, and you get these idiot fans, don't you? But after one game, and they say, um, "I don't know the if he's the right man." But I tell you, I'll, I'll tell them in the face as well. So I ain't <laughs> hiding for him. And I think, to be honest, um, he, he's he's unbelievable. We, we must sell to. Are so lucky to have him. Um, but I just don't know what goes on in Europe. Um, especially at home, we used to be Celtic used to be so yeah, so not hard to say, but it's not been a fortress for a number of years now. Yeah. But I don't yeah, know. Maybe the teams are just the money in football is totally Celtic can't go anywhere near these teams money wise. So like, I don't know. Well, certainly we've got a big game on Thursday night at home to Leipzig, and uh, three points will keep them right in the hunt, as it will for Rangers. Real tough game for them away to Spartak Moscow. They go into that game top of their section just to stay with it domestically. Say um, Hearts. They're still top of the table, <coughs> but are we starting to see the, the injuries that, that they've had and have lost Stephen A. Smith now um, yeah. as well, just taking its toll and, and really coming to bite them? I think Hearts, um, depending on how long the injury for it, I think Hearts will struggle to get to stay in the top three now. I mm. think Aberdeen have came into form. I think Hibs will get back uh, and Rangers as well. So, listen, see any team in Scotland, maybe Barcelona, as we said, the size of their squad, but if you lose your three best players, yeah. it's going to be tough. I mean, Naismith, Pizu and Suter are the spine and of their team. as well. And Bera right? as well, you yeah. know. I think Bera is close to coming back, but the age he's at, it'll probably take him a while to get fit. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's going to be tough. Um, one thing I'll say is, a manager that could probably do it is Craig Levine, because I think he can change his tactics quite well, and he could probably go a bit more defensive now. And what did you make of him talking about that? Yeah. He's, he's, the way he, he tactically used his team on, on Saturday, basically came out and held his hands up, said it was... It was his fault. It's great. It was very refreshing. Great. I don't, I don't think you see enough of the managers. You know, I think a lot of the blame now goes on to players. Um, and it's very refreshing to see a manager hold his hand up. But I can see where he's coming from. Because as I said, if you go to Celtic Park with three of your best players in there, it's only natural to kind of go more defensive, I think. Um, they ended up getting a doing because of it. And he's came out. And, and, and of course, it's to keep his players' confidence up as well. I think if you go to Celtic Park and get beat five and your manager comes out and slaughters you, you know, it, it really deflates the players. But Paul, I mean, I think give credit to Hearts as much as we might all agree that, that, that they're, they're starting to, to wane a little bit and we'll maybe see them dropping down the table. For the first 10 games or so, for the first quarter of the season, they've really brightened it up because nobody really expected them to come through and have that fantastic start and be top of the league. No, I've, honestly, I, I was over in LA at the time, so I never really... Seen much of He's it. He's dropping some names in the day. I was in early. Listen, I was unbelievable. Either. But let's we'll talk about Hearts. Um, the Hearts were. It's absolutely brilliant. But it's sad. Jason Statham stunt double. <laughs> 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 He's no, no, making Fast and Furious twenty three. Ellen John stunt double. <laughs> <laughs> No, sorry guys, I should really concentrate on Hearts. 
I'm, I'm really, really um, buzzing the way the heart started. Um, they are, no, they made a great. Well, really nah, to be honest, honestly, I don't want to say I'm not. No, listen, they made a great start. They made a real great start, but unlucky for them, that will be all it was because you can't lose. Any team will struggle losing the best players, but these play, these teams having to get yeah, the, ones to come the size of squad. Right. So point. thanks very much, guys. I thought I was brilliant again there. What, right. what a start I've made in this right, show. Paul, I'm, I'm going. To, I'm going to stick my neck out here. Right? I'm just thinking back to something that you said just yep. six or seven months ago when you were blaming the coaches. For the way you perform, I was only a wee joke. I'm just going to throw it out there, and I think the listeners are going to agree. So are you, Simon? Uh-huh. I think he's uncoachable. <laughs> I think he'd been absolute. He's a Scottish Tony Gravison, this guy. Attention span of my god. <laughs> to be honest, though, I, I, I'm all uncoachable because you're an I'm all about, player, aren't you? I'm all about myself. <laughs> All about attention. I love myself, so I ain't interested in the rest of the team. So, are you right? <laughs> I want a start I've made on oh, this, isn't it? Unbelievable. Oh. But you're, see, you're see the things with injuries as well, Craig Levine. I feel sorry for managers because, see, if it was a lesser, maybe an experienced manager, you lose three players. You could be doing really well, you lose three players, and before you know it, you lose three or four games, you're out of job. And it's t- that's a, Mm-hmm. people don't realise how hard it is for these managers you know especially in Scottish when they've not got big squads to, to bring in quality replacements you still got your boots Slaney? for hearts is there a chance to put an hand out there for yourself a lot of clubs he's no he's empty no living Frank McAvenny's his mate is he? do you want to get me to send a wee message? Well, oh, sit him down and speak to him he's jumped I never said anything about hearts I just said you still keep your boots oh right I have you had to tell a manager what you would bring a uh, team go there's your chance to be honest I, I was sitting the manager doing and I was saying to him listen I ain't in it for you or the team I'm in it for myself nothing to do with ability attention for myself so <laughs> that's simple as that oh, it, it really is I wouldn't tell the manager lies but what I do miss about playing is the dressing room more than anything uh, honestly I, I feel out of love with the game and I know we're going to come on to me so I don't want to keep talking about myself well I do but <laughs> this is I, I, I miss the dressing room I think that's the, the best part of the game so there you go. Thanks right. very much. Okay, <laughs> we will we will definitely uh, onto that. Right, part of the other games on Saturday, St Johnston. That was a cut and buster, was it not? Uh-huh. Beating Hibs one 0 And what about Tommy Wright? Four wins in the trot, four clean sheets, and they're looking at that mm. kind of team because he's changed the style a bit, hasn't he? One of the greatest the managers of all time. Tommy Wright. <laughs> I believe so, listen, we all agree on that. Go I think he's one of the greatest managers of all time and I don't really want to get into it because you asked Sai the question, so Sai, on you go. So um, back, back in the real world, Sai. <laughs> Tommy Wright, though, what a fantastic job. Eh? Uh, it's a sign of a good manager, I think, Mark. He's, um, I think they struggled last year, as we said, and he probably seen, he probably seen that his tactics... Um, the game's moved on, I think, if you told me. You know, he was hard to beat and they played quite long ball, St Johnston, I thought. Um, and fair play to him, he's went and got players to suit what the SPL is now, and I think you need technical players in your team. Just feel free to keep talking to me here in the background. That's Paul, it's just it's walked away from, 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 from the podcast. They poured himself a cocktail. Well, you're after I'll take a cup of tea. Get me a tea as well, Slaney. But I think with Hibs, I think the one thing he didn't want after that. For Roar, as I say last week, was to play St Johnston. Yeah. Because they are tough to beat. And as I say, he's added good technical players. I like the boy Kennedy. Mm-hmm. Um, I know boys that played him at Portsmouth last year and they re- really rated him. Yeah. I think it's a good signing for, for St yeah. Johnston to get him. I was surprised they got him. Yeah. One, I think he'd have been on good money at Cardiff. Uh-huh. I think he did other options in England. Yeah. And uh, he's decided to come to St Johnston. Well, the so books, was it Kilmarnock as a boy? Kilmarnock, yeah. Come there and get a couple of moves. And, uh-huh. and you're right, he brings 
something different and, and Dre as well then what, as much as Tony Watts will be scoring goals he brings movement yeah. goals I, defend, I was saying <laughs> away, I was speaking it? to Liam Craig uh, last Monday uh, last Sunday sorry and he was saying I said Tony's not scored for a while and he says listen Si Tony's been excellent as, you, yeah. as you've just pointed out his, his movement's really clever um, he wants to come and link the play something that I think Stephen McLean done for them uh-huh. uh, who was, he looked like he'd be a big loss but no Tony and, and the boy Kennedy and, and I think the boy they got to Ireland is it McFat uh, no Boy, they got the McMillan. 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 He's done well yeah, as well. McMillan, yeah. Liam was saying that he's a good player as well. So things are looking good for St Johnston. They're looking, they're looking like a good bet to be be a top six side against St Johnston. That's brilliant. <laughs> I asked him just for tea. He's, oh, he's, 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 <coughs> one to one, I felt for Kilmarnock. Uh-huh. I think uh, Kilmarnock deserved to lose the game, but if you look at Aberdeen over the course of a week, yeah, they beat Hamill convincingly in the midweek at Petordia, but you go back to the previous weekend, the League Cup semi final, they beat Rangers, didn't play particularly well in, mm-hmm. uh, in an attacking sense, but it just shows you what they're about when they're not playing overly well but still getting victories. I think so. I think Kilmarnock were a better team in the first half. I listened to Dell's interview after the game, and I think he, he gave them a bit of half time. Mm-hmm. Um, Again, good players, Aberdeen. Um, no, pl- no going through the best spell and performance-wise, but again, a sign of a good manager and a good team is when they can grind out results. And they've got a guy now, probably because of us, because we've championed them so much, Lewis Ferguson, who, right. have you, have you, if you've got a midfielder that can score goals, you've always got a chance because, especially at Aberdeen, where for the last few wee while they've struggled to get a striker who can hit the net regularly. Yeah. Um, it's great that they've got a guy like Lewis Ferguson who's popping up with big goals. Uh, 19 year old, so I think Aberdeen will be on the up now and I can see them moving up the table quickly. Would you make Aberdeen this season, Paul? I think this is the first season where I think McKinnon should maybe move on, honestly. I think mm. because how well he's done. He's been I, there five and a half years now. And I think he's done everything he can with them, to be honest. And I think it's probably his time to get a sort of a different club or whatever. But um, no, nah, they're, they're starting to get the form again with they've had. Mm. Um, and in the cup final again, he's been he's done brilliant with them, he really is. But I'm more interested in Kilmarnock. The job Stevie Clark's done is incredible. And if any of you know him, it'd be great for me to go in and speak to him. <laughs> <laughs> so listen, I date, I, I'm obsessed with in Stevie. In terms Clark. of what, in a, in a coaching upset. capacity? Or Co- not co- all about coaching, all about coaching. I said, I'm obsessed with Stevie Clark, I'm obsessed with coaching. I was asking Big Boy Day, he was doing, I was speaking to Boy Day, a great friend of mine. I've only really met him twice, but I like saying that. So I've met him, but. He said Stevie Clark is brilliant and he said he never shouts. He said he never ever shouts. And I've, I'm really surprised at that. Since I've grown up playing and whatever, coaches have always had that side to them. Mm-hmm. Do you think you'd have played better under a I've, guy? That, I uh, probably would have. Aye, but I remember Chris McCarthy Celtic, um, a genius, is an co- absolute genius as a coach. Um, oh, you mean, see if you're one, and, and then don't, <laughs> I don't, don't know. No, no, this is serious. This is, this is genuine. <laughs> McCarthy, Chris McCarthy is one of Probably he is the best coach I've ever had. Right. Um, he was he was a shouter, but he never shouted at me, and that's the difference for between the best coaches. But oh, because it, he knew that you, I, could, I, uh, you could. He, put his, he put his arm around me, and that's the sign of the best coaches. Just like me, I'll slaughter boys if they deserve it, and put my arm around maybe the fragile ones. So, see, see it, uh, do you know Stevie Clark? Sorry, on you go. Yeah, do, do you want to get you want to give him Chris Boy's testimonial? Is that coming up? We draft you in week and Saturday. Be great, man. That'd be good for me. Get myself. Well, that's just just a bit interesting. When you're dealing with the bulk of junior boys. 
and you're lambasting them. Is it in Argentina? Is it in Spanish? Or is it? Well, they do. It's, it's obviously it's in America, LA. As I said, I was there there for six months. What a time! They say there's the greatest coach they've seen. Um, <laughs> But I was working with a guy, Daniel Greco, his name is, right? And he, his best mate is Minotti, the Argentinian manager. Yeah. Won, what was the World Cup? He won for Holland. 78, yeah. 78. Didn't deserve it. I told him that. Um, <laughs> but he was working, he's, that's his best mate. And he actually said, Paul, you remind me a lot of Minotti. And I was like, my God. <laughs> I said, well, what a compliment. But it was great working with guys like that. But I was working with under 16s over there. And it was the first time I'd actually been challenged as a coach. Over here, I've been working with youth, community level. But over there, I was working with the under 16s, under 18s, and they're, they're very, you notice the bad, I've seen to you say earlier about, I wish I had started coaching when I was playing, because mm-hmm. you notice, some people maybe show a bad attitude, it sticks in the coach's mind, and mm-hmm. I remember I, I took a boy off, he was having a howler, and I took him off, and I went to shake his hand, and he snubbed my own, so I've chased him, I've chased him, I've gone to say this, well, I chased him and said, don't ever disrespect me again, and it stuck in my mind, so I remember when I was a player, some coach would shout, you'd be like, do you know what I mean? So, I don't know, but I just wish I had maybe done it. Where are we, where are we actually talking about here? I, forgot I don't know, you're just about. taking, oh, you're like taking, you're taking his own, he says I'm a naughty, you, 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 you've been lighting a bit of L tail, haven't you? Uh, do you yeah, know like Terry Venables? Well. He's the greatest coach of all time. He was nothing short of a fraudster, <laughs> to be perfectly honest with you. <laughs> and it doesn't bother me to say it, because me and Terry, we were quite close at one point. He's in, he's in for that Albion Rovers job, Slaney. What's happened? He missed out the breaking job to Barry Smith, but he's in for Albion Rovers. Oh dear me, I'm no. sure I've lost. Sorry, because he's done a lot in the game, but I, I know him well and we don't, we don't go anywhere at all. Difference of opinion well, see, in the that, game. That opinion on Terry Variables is solely Paul Slane's. It's yeah. nothing to do what a lovely boy, he's a lovely man. <laughs> go, go. Right, we're, go, we're going to move on. I don't know where we're going to end up next, but we'll try and stick to the script. Oh, farewell nice. games. English FA announced this week that Wayne Rooney is to make a return to the England squad. Um, as a farewell game to him against the USA at Wembley. Uh, later this month and it will get him his 120th cap and money going to the Wayne Rooney Foundation right Sai, do you agree with this kind of idea bringing yeah. players back under these circumstances it's really it's an exhibition it's a thank you it's let's all praise Wayne Rooney and his foundation gets a few quid in the process is this really about Wayne Rooney or is this about the English FA trying to fill Wembley for the game so is this is this an international friendly yeah no, I don't agree with it at all, no. I don't, I don't see why, why this is happening. See, if he wants to do something like this, why not do like a soccer ad? And then we can we can celebrate him that way and help charity that way. But, I mean, a day in an international friendly is just, it's not right for me. I mean, these games are serious games. They're, they're a bearing on your ranking in, in the world. Um, there's young guys that would be desperate for a, to play in a friendly for England. Um, I mean, they're saying to celebrate him, but he's had 120, 120 games to celebrate. Do you know what I mean? It's it's just not, not for is me. Is it cheating International mm. football when when they do it and I think I, so. I suspect. Do you really think that Gary Southgate would be in favour of this no. when he's talking about no. bringing youth through and and what you're doing in all of a sudden with all respect to Rooney as much as he's playing well for for Washington out in the, the MLS. My, honestly, my granny could play well in that league. It's absolutely <laughs> hopeless. And as soon as you as a player go out there, you give up that international sport right away and he shouldn't it's it's super upside and I tell you as well if it was maybe making his 100th cap you could maybe say right 100 cap 120 what does that mean leave the man out the squad (laughs) sorry I get angry with that one there (laughs) what do you think what do you think Mark no No, no, no. not not for me the only thing I would say is 
they've a good charitable causes yeah, that, that, that will benefit from it. So that that's a positive. But in terms of international football, no, it's just something that doesn't quite sit um, right with it. As much as I like Wayne Rooney as a person, I think he's been a brilliant ambassador mm-hmm. for the game, likeable guy, top footballer. But I just don't think that this no, sits because I think you're opening the the floodgates. For, for, you know, and all of a sudden, okay, but maybe. Maybe that's what we need to just respect now that that's what international friendlies are because if you can't sell them, if you've got to add a wee bit to, to jazz it up, then maybe he is a legend to be fair. No, no, but if top, he's going to get a farewell top, game, top then top where was Terry uh, Venable's farewell game? When he was exactly, manager? exactly yeah, didn't yeah, deserve yeah. one. He'll They've got the same mind as me. He could be back as manager. Where does he oh, tell if, him? if that happened, it would be all fun. He's still in Spain, Paul. So if we go on the theme, let's imagine we're in favour of it and we go on a theme and Scotland decide to do it. Is there anybody that you think? I wish they'd get an extra cap or two, or I wish they'd reach 50 caps or 100 caps. Or Frank McAvenny. Macca. Uh-huh, What's Mac on about 20 caps or Scotland? Yeah, uh, 20 caps. Uh-huh. Um, <clears throat> you would need to say Douglas, wouldn't you? No? 102 it? caps. 102 caps. If, he was, if anyone was going to get a farewell game, it'd be Douglas, no? He got, he, got a, he got a great good one out there. For oh, cap. I think it was a friendly against Romania, if memory serves me right, correctly. Okay. But I think he was okay. But if like somebody like, say, for example, James McFadden. Uh-huh. He was on 48, 49 caps. Faddy spoke about that in an interview yeah. with, didn't he? It was yeah. Levine that never, that never gave him. I had definitely. Um, I mean, Faddy's probably gave myself the best moments watching Scotland. Mm-hmm. You know, the, some of the goals he scored and performances he put in. Um, I think Faddy would definitely deserve to get an extra game and get to 50 caps. If, if that's what they're going to do, then for me, it would be McFadden. Uh-huh. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Oh. <clears throat> um, I suppose I would say... Like, I don't know, to be honest. Um, the only, I, I'm maybe just going to go away from that wee bit of question, but what is, uh, this is a series, this is me being serious. Right, yeah. See how we used to produce players like Douglas and that, what, what do you think's happened? Where do you think we've went wrong? Why are we not producing these players anymore? Is that, I know we could talk could, a full no, podcast on that, couldn't we? So sorry about that. Podcast. I'm really, really happy. You two are young, young coaches. I don't What's think, pro- I've got a, Sp- I, I a Spanish coach over at the moment who, He's a pro licensed coach. He says the difference is in doesn't see MD playing the street. And that's a Spanish guy. I, I really don't know. I was saying to you in the car, Paul, on the way over here. I think there's a lot of coaching now in Scotland where it's coaches tell players what to do on the team. Uh, I, I see a lot of that. Overcoached. Whereas I think put on drills where they need to make up their own, make their own decisions under pressure. <clears throat> I think the top players can do that. I've said that before. Top players that I've played against can take the ball in any position in the pitch and deal with. And you didn't get that by standing at a cone and passing it to another cone, then running at another cone. You get that by being in situations where you need to deal with the bond of pressure. And I think we need to see more, more stuff like that for the kids. Well, that is, that is one that we can we can get on it, and we will. We can have a, a more in depth. Discussion. What about you, then, Matt? Because you, you you've that? seen a lot of Scotland. So who who would you give a, a farewell game to? Hey. Honestly, can't you think. There's nobody. Nah. There's nobody that jumps um, out at me. Mm-hmm. Um, to be perfectly honest, in the past. Um, 20 year um, 
well, I'm not saying he with Pat Camden, but Craig Brown was the last manager. Definitely got a, a tournament, and it was a shame because he resigned uh, prior to in the, the when Scotland didn't qualify for Euro 2002. Um, sorry, Euro 2000. Um, He's a man right up his street, isn't he, Craig Brown? He brown, he get on well, wouldn't he? Was that was that with him, Motherwell? Oh wait, yeah, huh? Do you like him? Aye, he's all right. Craig was so. I to answer your question, I don't know. Uh, uh, I don't know, but we're interested to see the crowd and see how that the kind of Wayne Rooney. Uh, see, before we just move on about this, with the the Argentinian coaches over in LA said to me that over <laughs> in Argentina and Brazil they don't have academies at all. No. So players are playing the boys' clubs, with other teams, school teams, up until like 15, 16. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. They've not got academies. So I think I don't know. I think the academies are good though. But maybe they do take a wee bit. Of, as you said, the letting the player do what they think do you know what I, mean? mm-hmm. I don't know but I do yeah, think that, that's a problem just in society now with, with kids in general you're a parent I'm a parent and you think you the amount of stuff that you do for your kids you actually uh-huh. don't allow them uh-huh. maybe just to go Definitely. Uh-huh. they've picked up they've got the bum and it's just a problem in society you mm-hmm. actually don't allow them to do enough for themselves you should kind of every now and again just throw them in at the deep end I took my kid up to Broadwood last night just for a wee kick about me and him the two of them actually and uh, after five minutes I'm throwing balls to him and just letting them vomit and then I start to find myself coach his technique and I'm thinking what am I doing man get six year old just leave him to kick the ball over the fence do you know what I mean so uh, you're definitely right but Molly coddled him too much didn't I it's a fair when your boy turned and said Dad would you know you're, you're on the bench at Peter Head leave me alone let me go on me he does say that <laughs> by <laughs> are you are you not starting for Peter Head oh, of course of course what a player yeah <laughs> Right, we've got it. We're on the Open Goal podcast, keeping the ball on the ground in association with our friends at William Hill and Mark Guidi, joined by our own Simon Ferry. And our special guest today is the one and only Paul Slane. You will have heard of him, have you not? You'll certainly know him if you've been listening for the past half hour. And this is going to go on for longer than if you look on his, if you Is look it only 50 his, minutes? His wiki page, then you'll you realise why we've got him on. I make it sigh, we have left him. 19 minutes we've got 19 He's minutes of goal that's no good enough cover up. right no. let's get to it right let's go Motherwell started off at Motherwell as a, as a young professional tell us about uh, they signed me when I was at first year um, that would have been 11 years old and then I was up there until 18 um, but I made my debut I think 16 what a great club really good club great for young players um want to make it and they're really good and honestly great coaches as I said Chris McCartney was there who is a total genius um, but it's just it's a great club I had great times there when I left Motherwell um, it was probably no the nights is ending because I had a great time there met great people um, what was good about the coach at Motherwell were you allowed to I just thought they were great coaches aye because I was obviously out in the wing but Chris McCartney used to say his team talks used to be like Get Paul the ball. That was it. Get, and it made me feel amazing. Mm-hmm. I thought, I'm going to win this game for us. Um, but the coach, the, the coaching was great, and they, they, they did. They made you express. You like they would allow you to express yourself. Um, no, it was just great. I had great times. I really did. So you're you're into the first team. You're playing European football. Did you even as a as a kid, as a young teenager? Did you feel comfortable? Right totally comfortable. You, you belonged in that environment. Uh, that, that's my environment. Champions League. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I played. I was seventeen. I played Europa League with Motherwell, and I know I felt something wasn't right. And I realised that which wasn't right was it was Europa League, <laughs> and it wasn't the Champions League. 
but I did, listen, I was 17, um, I was 17, and I smashed, uh, my first game, I think, I, I put one top corner, uh, I try, actually this is brilliant, I tried the Robbie Keane celebration after it, and my hands collapsed in the grunt, so I've just felt like, <laughs> right in the grunt, and all the crowd are cheering me, so that wasn't the most, because I'm nothing, I told you about attention, and that wasn't a good part, but listen, it was a great, it was a great goal I scored, I was the best player in the partner that night, um, we were playing the team, Flamitari something for Albania yeah. Europa League um, hopeless team um, but listen you've got to play who you're up at Europa League I say it's not my, it's not my level Can you remember your debut slate? I came on with Mark McGee V Hamilton did you, did you know you were coming on or? Well I, 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 I no no I never but I should have been on months before that <laughs> I really should have um, so when I came on the business, it was only the last 10 minutes, I wasn't, I wasn't really that bothered to be fair um, it was brilliant when I came on as well we're up for now but I actually made the team play better would you believe? <laughs> That's actually what I was about to say. You know, I was going to say, right, we see this for a minute, stop the self deprecating. Right, all right. But actually, I've got it wrong what you've done. You sat there and bummed yourself up. Right, for 10 minutes, be serious. Right, let's go. Seriously, be serious because we'll get to what's happened to you and where you are now Mm -hmm. and why it's happened. But you clearly were a really good young talent. And we're talking about losing talented players to the game. Why are we losing them? Why are players not coming through? Why we're not qualifying for World Cups and European Championships, etc., etc. So you're a boy that's had talent, and you've not fulfilled that talent. And explain to us why. But be serious. You've got your move to Celtic. Celtic paid what eighty grand or something for I you. I don't know. It was compensation. I think my contract uh, was up. So uh, paid, so it was some money for you. So how do you feel when you know, as a kid, all of a sudden that you've ended up at, at Celtic, and as a as a bright young Scottish winger, you've got the chance to go and play for for one of the biggest clubs in the land. No, I remember when I was, when they were interested, and in, I remember people were saying, oh, you can't go there because McGeady's there, Maloney's there, Forrest is there, you're never going to play, but mm-hmm. f- that made me want to go. Mm-hmm. I wanted to go and learn off these guys and then eventually play. Um, obviously, it never worked out that way, but that was that was why I wanted to go, and that was, I think people, people say, oh, you don't, it never worked out, you should have stayed with but I got up at, I've had about six operations in different parts in my legs, so it doesn't matter if I stayed at Mallow, if I get injured there, I couldn't play. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So, um, no, it was, it was, I could never have ever turned that down, never. Mm-hmm. What did you enjoy? What did, what did you get out of it? Did it make you a better player, a better professional? It was the, the levels at Celtic are brilliant. I think somebody, I think it was Stuart Kerr when I was at Mallow, said, it's every day you need to be at your very best in training, and that was. That was the, that was right. Did uh, you find that hard? Aye, I did actually, um, because I wasn't the best at training players. Mm-hmm. I was I was a winger and I like running at players, but at training it's a lot of possession and that. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you weren't on it, you used to. I used to go home and just eat away at myself. Why did I know I was bad today? Thinking I was the worst player. But mm-hmm. at Mallow, you get away with that kind of. Mm-hmm. No, no, no disrespect to Mallow because it's a great club, but um, at Celtic, you do need to be aside. You need to I be found there. that as well. Every day you're judged, especially when you're a young boy coming through. If you have one off day, you, you might not be back in the first team for another three or four weeks. Because I take it, you've talked about it. It's when you go into that environment, into the first team, whether it's into the dressing room or onto the training pitch with them, they're ruthless. Oh. They? They're, there's no hiding place. And see, no, if you are having one, by the way, everyone will know about it because they'll tell them. And as t- as a young player like Simon said, was tough. I would train and I'd have a bad day at training. I'd be thinking about it for weeks on end because I say I'd be back with the reserves and I'd be thinking about that training and it does it e- eats away at you. It does and then the next time you're up there, you're you're nervous because you think I can't hear that sort of session again or I'll not be back again. That'll be me finished completely. So it's tough for young players coming through to say like, and I understand it. No, definitely every day you need to be. But it's a good thing as well. I think it, it makes you a better player. Um, 
But it is, it's, it's a lot of pressure at clubs like that. Right, straightforward question. Were you a good professional? Aye, I really was. And and I think maybe now people think, obviously with some stuff that's happened, that um, he's a bit crazy. But mm-hmm. honestly, I, ne- I never really had a life, to be honest, like outside of football. I never got drinking. Um, I took it. It's, honestly, see if I had maybe drank a can of Coke or I ate so, I would, I would be thinking, why have, why have I done that? Mm-hmm. I took it that serious, um, maybe too serious. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I maybe took it too serious and I had no life. And as I was saying, maybe I had a bad session. That was all I sort of had. So it, it just, as I said, it awaited me. Um, I think I maybe did. I didn't have a life outside of football. When I was there, or Mother or Celtic, um, never ever went out. And so I said, you said that, so you're telling us then that you were... You were dedicated? Oh, 100%. It was everything to me since a wee boy. And I think that was where my, my dad and mum sort of brought me up. Um, but I think, I think you've got to be like No, I don't know. I think you've got to be. But I said, I don't know maybe whether I should have. But so to tell me, I said, so you're talking about the coaches and, and senior players. Did nobody kind of spot that in you in terms of we need to bring Paul in, we need to kind of help him relax or stuff like that? No, did anybody take you aside, put an arm around you, give you a, a, a pep talk and say, look, this is what you're doing well, or this is what you need to go and do to go and make the step. I think it was I think it was different though with me because I had so many injuries. So, but when I signed with Celtic, I went into the reserve team. But I think half most of the reserves were on loan. Mm-hmm. So I was there. With, it was like five boys. Um, so I went for a mother dressing room. Five Scottish boys were just a, like a family, and then I went into this dressing room where there was six boys, I think four or four nurses. Couldn't speak English. So at first it was really hard. I was like, why have I came here? to go to the reserves, but obviously you need to work hard and get into the first team. Um, but mine was different, I got a lot of injuries. Um, the first injury I got was my knee, straight away, my cruciate. Yeah. And that was the first time, I think people talk about new depression and all that, and obviously people talk about it then. But I never used to, when somebody said that, I didn't know what it was. Mm-hmm. I never, if somebody said to me I had depression back then, I'd be like, what's that? I didn't know. And then so when, you had it then, you were depressed? Aye, when, yeah. when my knee, I don't know, it became, honestly, I don't know if you remember, Si, but I was somebody at Motherwell who was, the loudest in the dressing room. I would love just, I'd lo- honestly, I would just to go in eight o'clock and stay at four, five o'clock. I just love being, I hate digging home, sitting myself. I hated it. So I'd be with all the boys. I went to Celtic and I went through a stage about maybe six months where I used to hide from people. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I, I, I don't know what, if you know. What are you talking about? At the club? No, when I went into the club, I used to you go were. in about eight o'clock um, in the morning and used to sort of stay away from the dressing room for the boys. Why? I just, I'd lost, I think I'd lost confidence. I became. I don't know, I just had, I think I lost my confidence, to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. and it yes, was, but going by what you're saying then, you, you clearly were depressed, what, what was going on in your, aye, in your, in your I, professional life was, I just couldn't was getting ha- you down. I couldn't handle um, with the injury for a start being out that long. Um, and I just didn't know what, what was going on, honestly. I couldn't did you try and get help? From, did you, did you I spoke to Lenny, I spoke to the, uh, Lenny, I spoke to the gaffer at the time, and he was brilliant with us. He's, he, was, he spoke, he's been through stuff and he was spoke to us, but... It was the first time I had it, and I just didn't know what was going on. Mm-hmm. I really, I used to hide. I swear to God, see the toilet and the, the. I used to sit in the toilet in one of the the change rooms that were only getting used. Sat in there and had for, for the full of lunch. I used to never got for lunch. That was how, and that if somebody at mother heard that, they'd be thinking, "How's that? That guy was always allowed this, but it must have got a grip of me." Um, and that's. Did you ever recover from it, Paul? At Celtic, did you ever get the stage where, you no, felt I comfortable? I came back from my knee, and then. I get back the first couple of months. I think I was fit for two months after that, and I struggled for the first month just getting back to the speedy things. And I played Airdrie, um, and I was and I was good that game. No try to be back, yeah. but I was I, I was good, and I felt to myself I'm back. And at the end, last minute of the game, um, an Airdrie player came in and smashed smashed my ankle, 
and I felt so. I started. I burst out crying on the on the pitch, um, and I was. And I, something wasn't right then. And f- I think for that injury, I never was the same. Never for the same light. I got what surgery. Age were you then? Maybe t- 1921, not 1920. Um, but I was never. The, I, I st- still to this day, I don't think I've ever been the same. My never really recovered right either. Like I went doing a good surgery. Celtic treated me brilliant. Um, but the surgery didn't seem to really work. Like it worked, but. I couldn't strike through the ball. I'm missing my ankles, mate. Still, I couldn't strike through the ball, or she tried to take off to jump or anything, yeah. or take off quick. It was just agony around the front of my ankle, um, and I feel to that. I just, and then I remember. So I was out for ages with that. I can't remember. I was out for a long time with my ankle because I came back. It wasn't right. I was getting injections on it, um, and then I came back for that. But I remember I didn't have a session with the first team, and it was one of the worst sessions of all time. Honest to you personally? Aye, I just kept getting the ball away. The gaffer was on me, um, and rightly so. Every, every time I, get, I touched the ball, I gave it away. And that session, that honestly, just after that, I remember going to, I think it was went to Thistle, and I was still, f- for that session, my confidence went on it. So I don't know whether, I was the type of player that went motherwell. Um, even if I had a bad week, I wouldn't really... I mean, it affect me because I believe myself I knew it would be good but itself I think I lost my confidence to be honest and I think people are still from depression see, see to be honest with the, with the stuff I've maybe sort of some of the stuff I've done in the past um, and, and so it never leaves my it never leaves my and I'm feeling a lot better now to be honest yeah. um, a lot lot better feeling great to be honest and I love coaching I coach every day and it's it's great but that we say never leaves me uh, the mm. stuff I've maybe done and, and but, it was, but it was mainly down to your, your, what was happening professionally in your life at that, that time rather than, uh, than something that you suffer from generally? Aye, because I, I never knew anything about it. When I was younger or whatever, I never ever knew what I never felt like. I just I was always happy. Um, mm-hmm. Always felt great. And then when that came, brutal, honestly, it was, I wouldn't wish that on anybody. Um, so what would you say, because you hear, you know, there's boys like yourself getting a move, young Scottish player getting a move to Celtic. You hear of kids as well, you know, academies that are trying to get to professional level at 17, 18, 19 years old and break into the first team. Having been through what you've been through at a big club like Celtic, when you're telling us there, you know, it's unbelievable. You're telling us that you're actually you're so scared, you're so down, you're you're hiding because you mm-hmm. know, you've, you've lost confidence, you've lost faith in your ability, you're depressed. What advice then would you give to you to to young kids in terms of the, the full package? And if they are feeling down or they are suffering long problems, go and speak to somebody. Don't don't. I speak to as many people as you can, to be yeah. honest, um, because I know, when when I first sort of felt it, I didn't think, I didn't know really what it was. So I was sort of just think I'm not good enough to be here. I thought that I was playing myself for it all. So that was why I never spoke. And then when I started to learn a bit more, I spoke to people and then I was just looking at the symptoms. I thought, that is what I've got. So, no, but young players, and people say maybe you shouldn't go. I think some cases maybe you should stay at maybe a smaller club and get a chance there. But other instances, I think you can go, you go to big clubs and, to chat and try it. Like, there's certainly players that's done it and, and it's worked for them. Um, so I mean, it's... It's just up to the person with the feeling. I think you've got to go with your own feeling, um, your own gut feeling. I think if you start listening to too many people, then your head will be all over the That's place. why I've got so much respect for guys that actually, like James Forrest, McGeady, who have went and done it because it is tough. And, uh, and people look at Paul and probably think he never made it because he, he's got too much carrying on his head. Yeah. Whereas, no, nah, it's tough. People just think it's, are you going to no, say I'll like... i and I've met Paul a few times in the uh-huh. past and worked with him at different charity things and coaching things. That That's what I thought. Mm-hmm. With all respect to you, ah, it was yeah. just like too much carry on, bad pro, couple of quid, and, and, and leading life the wrong way. And clearly, that's 
Tony's the same. Tony yeah. wants the same. Tony, I don't think Tony can. I think Tony's the ultimate professional. I've seen Tony in the gym in the summer. He's absolutely ripped. Looks he's after himself. He doesn't go out. Doesn't drink a lot. But he suffers with the mental side of the game. And I think there'll be so many kids at Celtic with similar stories to Paul and Tony. And guys like McGeady and Forrest have got that. Ice mentality. Because for, for all the James Forrest and Aidan McGeady's and Alan McGregor's and, and Alan Hutton's and, and Chris Rangers Bucks as well, and all those boys, yeah, there's probably 20, 25 that, that don't become yep. one of them, as we all know. So to get back to the point then, and we can't see just big clubs, but yeah, if you want to see big clubs like you at Celtic, is there enough there in terms of helping you with the mental side of the game and the, and the mental side of your own personality to, to help you develop and, and try and become the best you possibly can be. Do we do enough in Scotland with the mental side of the game to prepare young players? Well, I think back then, um, that was maybe about five, six years ago, um, I think Celtic were great with me, like the doctor, Roddy, uh, Lenny was brilliant on it, and the physios were great with me. I think back then, it probably wasn't it, with Celtic were good with me, but I think maybe other clubs and stuff, mm-hmm. it probably isn't enough. I don't know about now because it mental health sort of becoming bigger I think boy these yeah. doing a charity as well which is brilliant people do it because because you can't see it visibly mm-hmm. people think oh, it's nothing but it is, it's probably worse than anything honestly like especially in a, in, a, in a football environment where you are so up and down like it's the most sport probably or no, it's probably the most job that you get that you maybe have a it's seen it Celtic like you have a bad session it just plays in your mind uh, and I think people don't understand that I, 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 people it's in the game well but it's I had a guy, I'm Tory Lennon, one thing came up to me, I was coaching, I was coaching the kids, and the guy came in and went, you wasted your career in front of everybody, so I, yeah. I was like, this guy doesn't have a clue about yeah. anything, um, and stuff like that, I think people don't probably understand it, um, so I don't know, I don't know, but I think, I don't know about now, but I think maybe back then, I never really knew anything about that, um, but I think Celtic were great with me, I. See, in terms of now then, in your own mental health and well-being, has it been good for you? to be out of that high-pressured environment where you're, you're, you're telling us you're, you were basically beating yourself up every day. So as much as you wanted to play for Celtic, has it been good for you actually? Well, I thought, it, I thought it would have been. Um, when I stopped, I thought it might be a relief. And enjoy, but nah, no. I think you missed that. Mm-hmm. I think you missed that side. Um, I, I don't know. I think since, honestly, since I left Celtic full-time, it was the last full-time club I was at, I don't think I've, I've been totally the same I think there's something always I've missed and I don't know whether that is I want to get back into full time football coaching I don't know um, but certainly I've ne- there's something I've been missing in my life I think that we burned as that yeah. so I don't know yeah. and I think that pressure keeps you going uh, I, I, I'm not sure but it's, it's I think I thought at the time maybe it will be good but when I went out when you, when you leave and you start thinking but you've no goal that you wake up there's nothing really I don't know. Yeah, it's just uh, there's a void in your life. Ah, uh, there's something definitely missing, and it's you can't even replace it. And I feel now that I'm into coaching, it's replaced it slightly, but mm-hmm. no, nowhere near what what you got when I was there. Tell us, and take us back to the day that you're told that it's that it's finished. We sell it. Did they pay you up? No, your contract. It, what actually happened that day? It was. I think it was the last day of transfer window, and in January and Lennon. What year are we talking about here? 2012, maybe. January 2012, January window. Like so um, Lennon brought me in. He was just saying, "Listen, you're not. We've got six months left in your contract. You're not going to play for the first team." And he went, but you, you're too good to play like reserves level. So I want you to go out and get a first team, which was he was brilliant. Was like he was, and I, I, I was having a, a niggle in my hip. I'd done it. I had a, a twisted it with a so, and then it was still there. But I never. I could still play through it, but it was still, it was causing me bother. Um, and I should probably have said to Celtic about it. 
the last six months to go, I should have probably said, just get this sorted. But because I'd been through so many injuries before, I was like, I can't go through. I was actually like, I can't say to them, I'm injured, like, I need surgery or whatever, I need to speak to people. So I try to play through it. So I said to Lenny, like, that's good. So I think I got maybe a wee pay up and then went into, I think it was went into mother to train. And I, know, I knew my hip wasn't right. Mm-hmm. And I kept saying to myself, and I said to my dad, I said, I can't go here. Um, I can't go here. And then sign, sign with mother or whatever. So injured, then. And, and then after a while, I'm injured, and I'm back in the situation of Celtic, getting injured again. So I thought the best thing to do, get um, get the surgery myself with the pay-up money, um, and then come back to a club, and it'll be all good. But that was probably the worst decision I made. Then I ended up getting surgery, and I was out for maybe 18 months. And I wasn't, I was doing rehab myself. Mm-hmm. So it's not the same. And, uh, and, and at that time, my head was all the place. Like, do you know what I mean? So it wasn't. A, it was never. And then, and then I went to part time, and it was just. I just told. I, I'd lost. I wasn't the same person or player then at all. I was just like honestly, there was numpties playing ahead of me. Mm-hmm. So sort of Aaron, um, Clyde. Honestly, there was guys, and so I thought to myself, I need. To, I wasn't enjoying it. I was going home taking painkillers that night. Um, I was like, I need to go to this environment. And then, to be fair, I think it's probably the best thing I've done. I think I was trying to, I was just chasing this, chasing yeah. it. I was like, nah, get out of here, and it's the best thing I've done. So, so where is you now? 24, 26. 26. So, like, so talk about it then. You're out of, you're out of football, and you know, this is a good chance to give yourself a block here, because I'm sure people have been, been listening in the past. It's been great. 20, 25 minutes, got a totally different perception and idea of, of, you know, when you think of some of the negative headlines you attracted five, six years ago. But you're coaching, you've clearly got, got a love for coaching and, and trying to help kids. What can you offer? people as a, was, as a coach Paul. I was saying to Si in the car probably people and uh, that I've played with and that in the change room I was always loud and having a laugh so people might think oh didn't think he would have done mm-hmm. but I'm honestly like I coach every day of the week Saturday, Sunday um, and I'm up I'm, tra- I'm trying to st- and I'm trying to study all the time with the game and I'm trying to I'm messaging everybody can I come into your club but I don't know whether with the stuff I maybe done, clubs maybe don't want. You're looking to wee chance somebody to take you I would, in, I would love voluntary just, just to come in and make voluntary honestly if somebody's uh, if if I could do any job as in like clean the training rooms at Eton, but have a wee chance to watch the reserves, the first team trainer clubs, honestly it'd be the, it'd be a dream. Um, I love it, and I read all the books, and I see similarities with me and Guardiola and Pochettino. I really do. <laughs> I see similarities with us guys. Back um, on it now. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, I was just no, no, it's fine, uh, no, so, no, but I, no, but I really do. One no, thing he's got to is I know Paul hundreds of enthusiasm, oh. loves the game, and he's been through it, which I think is so important to young players coming through at clubs a guy that's been there and seen the good sides and seen the bad sides I, I, I'm not just saying this because you know, I think he'll be a, a, a really good coach I'm so passionate place, I, honestly I, I'm so so passionate about the game and passionate with kids as well I feel I go over to Tory Glen on a Sunday um, we, fought, we fun for young boys at 5-6 they're a couple of years with them and then there's coaches screaming abuse at these kids. Mm-hmm. Now, these guys should be banned for the game. Honestly, they're total numpties. They should be put out the game. They're, they're putting kids off the game. Imagine a five-year-old and a, kid, a guy was shouting at you. Mm-hmm. I struggled, as I was saying, struggled if a manager's maybe hard on me when I was a, a grown-up. Mm-hmm. And then these young kids are getting screamed at. Um, no, I'm in, a, I'm in a great place. I'm in an unbelievable coach. Um, <laughs> my, my, my style, my passion, everything. I'm wearing, representing the Boca shirt um, because I was the best coach there. I'll be the best coach here. No, I love it. I really do. Brilliant. Well, do we see before we go? Can you tell the Turkish honest story? Right, go on. Finish, 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 finish on a high. Two minutes. Go go on, a a right, let's take this. So, I, I, as I said, I got my hip surgery myself after 18 months. I was in the training all this time. And so, I got a phone call from an agent. The agent's a great guy, I well, know. Anyway, got a phone call from me on the Sunday. I think I'd maybe, I can't remember. So anyway, on the Sunday I got a phone call and he said, 
Paul, there's a Kazakhstan team interested in you. But they're doing pre-season in Turkey. So I'm thinking, huh? Fuck that. A Kazakhstan team. No, you. No, me. Uh-huh. So I ain't the guy who's at mind up anyway. That, the flight was on the Monday, Edinburgh. So anyway, I, I, go, I, I go on the plane um, to Turkey. But you need, in Turkey, I had a flight from Istanbul to Antalya, where they were doing the camp. But I had only Scottish money, and they weren't taking it. I had to buy, in Turkey, you need to buy, what is it, um, what do you call that, like a visa type thing for Turkey. It's, like, it's only like £15 yeah. or whatever, mm-hmm. but they weren't taking Scottish money. So I couldn't get I couldn't get in. So I said, guy, please help me. And I was, I was in tears, floods of tears, sign, mm-hmm. and tears, and I was, so somebody at the airport, a random guy, knew we'd seen it, and gave me the money. Honest to God, wow. I said, mate, I'll repay you. I was never going to repay the guy. I ain't interested <laughs> in the guy. So anyway, I go to Antalya at three in the morning and a guy picks us up, right? He picks us up, this guy. Kazakhstan, now, they look Chinese, but they're Russian. Or whatever. They, no, well, no, that doesn't make any sense. But they, they look Chinese and they speak Russian. Right. We'll go with that. Thanks very much. So, he picks us up uh, and he picks us up and he gets there at three in the morning. Three in the morning picks me up. We get there about four. So we get to the hotel and there's four guys who want to be suits on. I'm thinking, what's going on here? So four of them walk me up to the room with the key and let me in. Lovely big room. I'm like, brilliant, snackered. So the lights are all off. So I book it in my bed and about a big guy just sits up through the bed. Big guy Stanley Eby. Big massive guy from Nigeria. Big Stanley. Honestly, got like, the size of this guy was about seven foot tall, so wide. But as I say, big boy from Nigeria. Just stares at me. Puts his seat back down the bed. So I'm sitting there like, what? What's going on here? <laughs> so anyway, so we, 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 so we're doing pre-season training. Honestly, I'm sick everywhere. I'm like, why am I here? Nobody speaks English. There's half the team are tramps and another half the team are minted. Guys walking about with Gucci bags, Gucci flip-flops. I've not got a penny in my name and I'm walking about with, with the tramps. I'm sitting with tramps in the corner. Nobody's talking to us. So anyway, um, we get, so we've done this session morning and afternoon. Now, listen, this is, you'll not believe this. Morning and afternoon, and they say, be doing the pool at half seven. So me and Big Stanley are in the room, absolutely knackered. And I'm saying to Stanley, I'm not going down here. I said, I'm knackered, Stanley. Big Stanley's grabbing his, you're gone. He can't really speak English, right? But that was, a, <laughs> that was just I'll get a pic, but honestly, you can, get, you can get him. You can get him on a Google, Big Stanley, be cracking, big boy. Well, I talked to him again, absolutely not. Ain't interesting, <laughs> the guy. But listen, so... We go down to the pool, right, and we're sitting in the pool. All the team, about 20 boys, and three, four guys with suits on, but they've got back in their trackies on now. And they say, get in the sauna. So I'm like, brilliant. Just relax in the sauna, I swear it. So the 20 of us are in this sauna, right? Sitting there. So we're in, we're, we're, it's just as the guys with the trackies are outside, the coaches are out. So the, the, it's that. I'm thinking to myself, don't let the watch because you make me panic there, sorry. <laughs> so I'm, I, I'm thinking to myself, what's going on here? We're in the sofa for 20 minutes, I swear, and I am absolutely... For 20 minutes? 20 minutes we're in, and I'm, I'm panicking, and none of them are budging. They're all talking, me, I'm looking around to Big Stanley, Big Stanley's sitting like a zombie, and I'm saying to Stanley, come on, grow up. So <laughs> the four coaches come in with four buckets of water, right? The four of them, can I swear here, no? Uh-huh. The four of them, fuck the buckets of water. <laughs> See where the steamer is? So, <laughs> fuck it in. Like, the four of them swam like that to Stanley. What the fuck is going on here? The four of them's done up. I know they can't see me, but you can see me. The four of them's done up with towels. They start fucking waving the towels. The steam's all blown out of your face. So, I'm like, I'm screaming, what are you fucking doing? I turn around, Stanley's running for the fucking door. The guys try to hit Stanley with the towel to get fucking back. I'm saying, Stanley, get back. I swear to God, the two years, the rest of them were fine, they obviously did it all the time. So me and Stanley, 
were absolutely gone. So Stanley, they're chasing him with Till. We eventually get put out, and I said, I phoned, I went up to the room that night and found I need to come home. But just, be- that was, I know, just, just before the end here, Stanley was the man. I was there for a week. I woke up at half three every morning because of him. And he was watching the Discovery Channel, <laughs> Sharks, right? He's watching Sharks, the Discovery Channel, this guy. Now, this is what I'm up against. And I'm, I'm getting right pissed off now because of this. And he's sitting there. And I wake up and I'm saying, Stanley, what's going on? And he turned around to me and said, Sharks. He said, Sharks. And what about them? He was like, watch this. Honest to God, Stanley is one of the worst humans I've ever... Lovely big boy. I'll never speak to the man again. He actually sent me a Sorry, voice. we've got to get Stanley, big Stanley on our podcast. I you, see if I, I see that man Stanley's taking <laughs> his and Paul. Just before we end it, big Stanley took my suitcases down to the, the reception, but he walked my suitcases down. I said, right, Stanley. So he's walked in with the suitcases. We gave ourselves a cuddle. It's big Stanley started greeting when I was leaving. <laughs> we got on that much. Here's a joy. Honestly, we got on that much. We were great. We were best of pals. Uh, and he said, keep in touch. And he sent me a voice note um, a couple of years ago on the WhatsApp and he said, hi, Paul. Um, things aren't going well over here in Nigeria can you get me a club in Scotland and I wrote back ain't interested you're hopeless <laughs> thanks very much for the podcast <laughs> I have been super <laughs> so Stanley's nothing short of his we've had one hour oh, in two minutes it's been it. great fun it's been off the cuff it's certainly been off script but there was a real serious element for 25 minutes there of Paul Slane's for joining us, Paul, and uh, I've certainly got a different perception of you. Legend, uh, me and you maybe meet up for yeah. the coffee again. <laughs> <laughs> you were, and good luck, and I hope the coaching goes well for you. I hope someday. No, it'd be great if you know him. I'm yeah. Matt Goody, it's been brilliant. The Open Goal podcast, keeping the ball on the ground in association with our friends at William Hill. Thanks to Simon Ferry, Cheers, thanks man. to Paul Slane. Thanks. It's been a, co- a podcast special, and I know you'll have enjoyed every minute. Cheers. <laughs>